Well, we're really getting down to the brass tacks in this interview of what it is that Essential Craftsman is all about. Of course, we talk about learning new things and new skills and picking up um, hobbies, but we're also interested in talking about career and the trades. And today we're talking about welding with Danny Keiterling from Western Welding Academy. Now, this, this is a trade school in Gillette, Wyoming, which is, I think they're, they're known as the energy capital of maybe the world or maybe the country. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of energy in, in, in that part of Wyoming, coal, oil, and there's welders and there's welding schools. And I've always heard my whole life. I've heard about, you know, these guys welding out on oil pipelines and making huge money. And, and that's basically all I ever knew. So it was really nice to get someone like Danny here pinned down to, to, to really speak to that and explain what that means. And the answer is, yeah, you can really make some good money. Now, unfortunately for me, I'm not at a point in my life where I'm needing a brand new career, but I've got three sons. And if any one of them asked me, they're small, but if they were a little older and they asked me what I thought they should do for a career, I would say go to Western Welding Academy. I mean, that, or, uh, that's a great option among many, I would say. Uh, and you'll tell from this discussion with Danny, the energy that he's got. And they're, they're, not a old, they're not a old school. They just started a few years ago, which in a lot of ways is uh, another great thing about them. They've got, they've got a lot of uh, um, uh, momentum and excitement. And you can just tell that these guys are having a wonderful time teaching and sharing and promoting um, this trade. So I hope you enjoy the discussion. Danny's really entertaining. And if you're not, if you're like me and you're not needing a new career or you're not needing to pick up pipeline welding to add to your repertoire, listen to it anyways, because Danny's really inter- not just entertaining, but he's a good teacher. He is, I, don't, I, don't, I would just say he's the ultimate kind of down to earth, relatable fellow. Just seems like a guy you could be friends with. And um, I really enjoyed the conversation and they're putting out a lot of content themselves. In fact, Danny's all over the internet right now on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all these places. So you will go go watch those as well. I'm sure you will if you listen to the whole discussion. But like I said, if you, if you enjoy hearing from him here, there is a lot more of Danny out there on the internet talking about welding and showing the tricks of the trade um, for, the, for the common man like me. And for those of you who might needing a new career and wow what a career it is uh, welding on pipelines so without any further ado danny keiterling from western welding academy all right well um thanks for taking time out of your day you probably got a whole room full of students and a big punch list of of tasks but appreciate you coming sitting down with us. Um, for those who don't know what you guys are doing, maybe give us the overview of, uh, of what Western, Western Welding Academy is all about. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's been, it's always pretty hectic. Uh, it's eventful every day at Western Welding Academy between the, uh, you know, different parts, different teams we got. Um, but our main goal at Western Welding Academy obviously is, uh, to create uh, high quality, um, top, tier welders um and we do that every single day we graduate students every single day at western welding academy and we actually bring in new students every monday it's a little uh unorthodox compared to a lot of other schools with semesters and stuff but it actually is very very uh beneficial to that uh to that student uh where they don't have you know they they can really uh tailor that start date to them to where it you know benefits them a little bit more whether it be certain you know uh, you know, hay season for some people, you know, or, you know, whatever, you know, summertime jobs, cool stuff like that. Um, and so we're just, that's, we, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that we have going on in the mix. Um, we our instructors just absolutely kill it every day with those students, um, out wow. there trying to get them, uh, you know, trained up for what the, what the real world needs. You know, that's another one of our mottos, not, uh, not uh, not that we're against college by any means. It has their uh, purpose, but in the trades, we definitely uh, feel strongly, um, especially into the oil and gas, pipe industry, stuff like that. Uh, you got to be taught by people that have actually done it because there's, it's kind of, you know, it's a whole different uh, mindset on a job versus, a, you know, like a college classroom or something like that. And uh, yeah, that's our goal, mission. <laughs> yeah. So 
where did you go to welding school? Maybe I saw it somewhere that you went to a, a community college, but where, where, what are the other options for people um, who want to do this type of welding um, um, out there? Does community colleges or something or what else is there? Yeah, there is other options. Um, I would say not quite as good as like an independent uh, yeah. uh, community college have a lot of uh, state funding, stuff like that. So if they don't do yeah. their job correctly, which in my case, I felt happened, um, oh. they don't have any skin in the game, right? Because they're, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're built, you know, their paycheck comes from the government comes from our tax money, stuff like that. Uh, cause I did, I, yeah, I went to college and, uh, it was, it wasn't bad. I did learn things, you know, I mean, there's other things I could have done worse in life, you know, in college, but it's kind of a different aspect when you're thinking about working with your hands, you know, yeah. trades and skills and, uh, Western welding Academy is a little more, you know, uh, stands out a little bit more because of the, uh, just that uh, actual real experience. But yeah, the community colleges are good for guys. I always like it. It's kind of like a way to get your a taste of it. You know yeah. what I mean? To get your taste. So that, you know, um, but you usually aren't going to get career or career oriented out of like a community college usually, yeah. unless it's to be, you know, like an instructor or some sort uh, for another community college just because of the, uh, I mean, they still got people out there, uh, oxyacetylene welding in college, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which wow. is never, never used in the industry. I've probably oh, made wow. 50 Fifty dollars in my whole entire career, um, oxyacetylene welding. Um, so wow, and they're still like starting kids out doing that or teaching, yep. it, taking time to, huh? Interesting. Yep, that's what I did too. Yep, that's what I started out as. I mean, wow. it went, it was, it was. I learned it was cool. I mean, I have that skill to this day. Like I yeah. said, I made fifty dollars off of it. Um, <laughs> so probably in my you, life. I've never, nobody's actually explained it. Is oxyacetylene welding simply using like a cutting torch to get up to temperature to melt and make a puddle and weld things together? Is that the basically how, what that's all about? Yep. Yep. Okay. So there's lots of different types of welding. You know, you got oxy fuel welding, your, uh, your oxygen and your fuel. You can do it with propane, acetylene, natural gas, gasoline, depending on what torch. Yeah. You're just using a flame and heat. It's still, it's still, I mean, it's a good process. It's just not efficient, not fast. It's more expensive. Mm -hmm. That's why it's mm -hmm. kind of baffling to me why people would even teach it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, you got OxyFuel. It's just as simple as it said right there. You know, a torch and that. You got GMAW, gas metal arc welding, which is a, 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 a MIG process. You use, yeah. uh, you know, where it constantly feeds wire. Um, a lot of people call it MIG. You got gas tungsten arc welding. So you're using tungsten and gas, um, the gas tungsten, and then you're still using an arc, arc welding. That's what the uh -huh. GTAW, GMAW, shielded metal arc welding. You're using a shielded uh, flux off of a stick rod, shielded metal arc welding. The rest are pretty much arc welding. But it's all, there. the idea with all welding is whether you're using gas or electricity and those, but you're making heat to melt steel together. It's almost, it sounds so fancy, but when you boil it down, it's like, no, 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 we're just melting these two pieces of metal together at, in the optimum, I don't know, depth or consistency or whatever the job requires. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, if you, uh, I don't know, I mean, don't quote me. Uh, you <laughs> actually Google <laughs> welding. It's just forming of forming of similar, uh, me, uh it's forming of similar, uh, I don't know exactly the terminology, but it's the forming of products. It's not oh. actually just in like metal form, you know, aluminum or metal. I mean, like on oh, your piece, oh, piece of toothpaste tube, yeah. you go, you know, in the morning when you, uh, you know, the end of it has that like end of it. Well, that's yeah. resistance welded. It's actually plastic welding. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And what makes perfect sense? You're welding these two things together, combining the materials so they're no longer two separate pieces. Huh. Yep. You're actually, pipelines are actually done resistance welding too, uh, heat over resistance on, pla they have actual plastic pipelines in the ground, which are pipe and they're plastic welded, they're heated and then they're just pressed together. Um, I mean, that's like a good, probably 10 to 15% of the pipelines across America are actually used like that. And that's for, for moving natural gas, you said? Yeah, mainly natural gas and uh, disposable water, potable water, like the water that you and I drink every day goes through a pipeline. Um, right. so, you know, it's different forms of transportation of gas and, um, not so much petroleum cause it's not quite, um, cause petroleum like oil and that oil out of the ground comes out generally, it's going to be hot, cold. Um, there it's a little safer to do a steel welded pipeline I see. Um, for um, that. I want to talk a lot more about welding, but before we do, I really need to 
talk about pipe pipelines and the oil industry and this type of sector of the economy. I'm from Oregon where logging and timber is just, it's all around us. And so everybody kind of knows the basics because you see the equipment, you see the log trucks and basically any person on the street, you know, man or woman, young or old could tell you the basics of how the trees come out of the woods. But I don't know, I don't know anything about pipelines, which is funny because you hear about it all the time, like this pipeline, that pipeline. So I'm hoping you can just give me a basics of it. And the first question is, these pipes are running across states and countries, take going from like oil where it's being mined or, or drilled or whatever to refineries. And are the pipelines like overground or underground? Can you just kind of like paint the picture here as if I'm a five-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. So for just like in general pipelines out there, like I said, that's the the pi- pipelines are more than just oil and gas, obviously. Um, actually, up in Oregon, I actually got uh, a job offer years ago to work on the world's biggest pipeline up there. And it was your guys' water up there in uh, Beaverton, really? I think it's called. Beaver? Yeah. Beaverton, Beaverton. Yeah. Uh, There's a huge pipeline going from there to Seattle. It's, you know, giant. It's a water pipeline. I think you guys are putting in some massive infrastructure. Um, huh. So pipeline does that is you know more than just that, uh, but yeah to to explain it for just like someone to really understand, um, yeah you got all kinds of pipelines you got small pipelines that are running your natural gas to your house obviously and believe it or not those are small like you know one inch pipelines if you can imagine a garden hose underground mm-hmm. to get to you know instead of having it above ground where you're gonna have to put it up you know up on a, through a bridge or whatever so people don't run into it or a, you know like a light power like a light power plant or whatever mm-hmm. um it's underground and it runs to your house that's like probably the most common little pipeline that um we all depend on you know all the way down to the four-year-old in a room watching youtube needs that gas pipeline to heat their house then it gets mm-hmm. bigger from there you know um you got your distributions so all them little pipelines have to go to a distribution center um and then then big bigger pipelines would feed that natural gas. Um, natural gas, believe it or not, fun fact for anyone out there, is the only natural relu- re- renewable resource that we actually have that's sustainable, they say. Um, natural gas, believe it or not, is actually just tiny. Everyone <laughs> everyone kind of, uh, I don't know, they kind of give me crap for this one, but it's just little tiny bugs under underground. That's what oil is. Um, it's just, uh, you know, dinosaurs, you know, they say it, it's real, it's dinosaurs, civilizations, um, underneath ground that, you know, what, however they got there through, you know, an asteroid or whatever, and, uh, oils processed through there. And then these little bugs are eating up all this bacteria down there, tiny, tiny micro microscopic bugs. And they're actually farting and they're creating natural gas. Um, and so that natural gas, just like that pipe, just like that oil and gas and everything like that. And that's drilled. Either you drill into it just to the top part of it or a certain seam and you get, you can extract just the natural gas. Um, some will just have natural gas if it's not, uh, like an oil formation. And then you can also get the oil out of it. Um, and then, yeah, then that's transported through pipelines. Your gas, your gas distribution goes to power plants. Um, big giant pipelines like you'll see uh, big 20 30 40 inch pipelines where they're running to uh, power plants and stuff like that for electricity for our homes they're also getting distributed they're going to plants these pipelines will actually feed plants it's like a big bowl of spaghetti you know what i mean and it feeds a plant and that plant might make uh, propane for your barbecue grill they'll take uh-huh. that natural gas they'll actually condense it condense it condense it till it turns to a liquid and then it goes to uh then it gets put in a big truck sent to Menards, sent to Walmart, put in a little tiny propane tank. Pretty amazing. So that pipeline gets you there. You know, that's the start of it all besides the drilling process. Um, And then, like I said, even the pipelines, you know, they do, they transfer oil. Um, That oil, that pipeline will get usually sent to a holding facility. And then the holding facility, that's where you'll see giant tanks, real big tanks, uh, you know, bigger than your, you know, bigger than Walmart sometimes. Um, and then that will distribute it to a refinery. And then believe it or not, sometimes that refinery has their own pipeline. If they're bigger with big infrastructure, that pipeline is one of the biggest, uh, biggest parts of the infrastructure for, uh, for, um, you know, oil and gas industries after it goes through that refining process, you know, you're going to get other things. You're going to get ethanol, you're going to get diesel gas, you're going to get straight up just rubber and tar out of it also. But after it, you know, your refining process, usually like diesel, they'll actually pipeline that diesel to, uh, say, I don't know, you know, uh, Seattle or whatever, Seattle, Washington, or somewhere close, you know, Portland, Oregon, to where they can get get it with trucks, 
and then uh, you know transport it to the gas station because it's the safest, most efficient way to, and most uh, it's most it's the safest and most efficient way to transport a liquid because of the uh, you know you're underground. It's safer that way. You know, mm-hmm. believe it or not, it's kind of like everyone's afraid of airplanes, but believe it or not, less people die in airplanes than they do in you yeah. know your ratio. Um, so that actually, you know, that's after that, they get it to Seattle or Portland and then the trucks take it on from there based in most situations. Yeah. So if someone, let's say leaves your school and the idea that I always have is like pipeline welders, these guys with a rig who are driving out and welding a pipeline, um, is that, I'm sure there's repairs and there's new installs and such, but what, what does that actually look like? You, you drive out into the Midwest somewhere and you just come to the end of the pipe and just start adding pieces or are you like a lone wolf going out and patching holes and doing repairs on things that get wrecked and is it underground so you you have like people are digging it up before you can work on it or what's it actually like out in the field when you're a pipeline welder? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So our students at Western Welding Academy, a lot of them, uh, you know, they're going to get into that exactly what you said. There's there's actually different parts of the trade out there. You know, you got your main line welders. They'll actually go to the main contractor that the main contractor is kind of like uh, the Walmart of, uh, you know, you going and shopping. Right. You can get everything from there. So that contractor says, I got a pipeline. I hire 30 welders to do main line. So that's a main, it's a different kind of trade. It'd be like the difference of possibly maybe a uh, YouTube short versus a YouTube, like actual like podcast like this or something. So there's main line. That's where you're doing new construction. You're putting in brand new pipe, um, doing x-ray quality welds, pressure tested welds. And yeah, they come anywhere from about 40 foot to 80 foot long joints that are uh, actually externally coated. So, you know, the rust and stuff like that. So you don't get leaks and they're, you know, they're, they're welding miles and miles of these, you know, 40 foot joints, 80 foot joints. And they weld, I mean, all the, you know, um, you know, they do it all across America. Obviously there's different, uh, you know, checkpoints and, uh, dock stations and stuff where them, you know, the pipelines have to go to, to either, you know, go to holding tanks or to the next pump system. Um, but yeah, there is also a lot of our students will go to that. Um, a lot of Western Welding Academy students will actually go to the repair side too. So yeah, those, those pipelines, I've worked on pipelines from in the thirties, it was put in a pipeline. I actually have a piece of the pipe. I built a barbecue grill for my welding rig. I, uh, (laughs) Yeah, it, and it was made, and it was put in the ground in 1934, wow. um, and sections of that pipeline were still good, and so we were cutting out little sections that, you know, they, they have a, because um, they're, they're, they're required by DOT to maintain a pipeline and, uh, you know, monitor its wall thicknesses and stuff, so they have a thing called an actual pig. They call it a pig. Now it's not like a piglet, like you would like uh, Charlotte's Web. It's a it's a little uh, foam brick round bullet looking deal that goes down the pipe, and it's got uh, specialty sensors, just like when a uh, female's pregnant and they need to look for the baby. Same uh-huh. thing. It sends it down that miles and miles of pipe, and it records <laughs> the walls of that pipeline. And then they're like, "Oh man, it's you know it's getting thin right here." They'll be like, "Well, what's going on? You know, either the oil's washing it out, or the gas, or you know, it's rusting from the outside." And they'll be like, "Okay, this summer we know you know it's getting thin, but we we're gonna want to analyze that this summer." And they'll cut it out. They'll cut out either ten foot or forty foot and do a repair. That's called an anomaly. So they don't know why, and they'll actually do some hardcore research on that pipeline to figure out why, why that pipeline's rusting out there, why, why it laminated, why it delaminated because of the material manufacturing process didn't create a quality piece of pipe and it'll actually start coming apart. Um, and so that's your maintenance part of that side. Um, on top of that, I mean, I could, I mean, I could talk for days, um, On top of that maintenance side of the pipelines, you also got the uh, oil, you know, the manufacturing process at the refinery for refining that oil once it gets to there. You got the, uh, you know, you got the drilling process and just the, the very, very crude, that's why they call it crude oil, the very, very crude process of extracting that from the ground and actually separating the water and the oil and natural gas because it all comes out of the ground at once usually. Um, and you got all that welding that our students do, the pipe and pipe and the pumps, the heater treaters, stuff like that. Cause it'll come, I mean, it, it comes out of the ground in a, in a water oil slushy. It's like water so and oil there's, mixed. There's water mixed in like the, the crude along with the oil, huh? 
Yep, 100% of the time. Yep, yep. Uh, if you can imagine today, we just took a big giant body of water and just covered it up with dirt and let that sit for hundreds of thousands of years. That's how you get oil. It's uh, fish, crustaceans, you know, tree limbs, like all that stuff, all that natural elements of the world decomposing. And just like fish oil, you know, there's oil in fish, there's oil in uh, pine needles probably there's oil and everything it kind of all decomposes and it just doesn't disappear you know what i mean it stays in that generally I, and i'm not sure on the bio but you know like the uh i don't know the word i'm looking for i'm not yeah, sure about it, the uh um, i don't know if it's yeah. geology is that geology Maybe it's chemistry of some sort, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the chemistry and geology of how, you know, yeah. like if it was a giant body of water, but like they're underneath us right now, and uh, it just doesn't go away, you know what I mean? And they drill it. They, they have seismograph that actually sense where they're at, and they can see it through, uh, like, uh, it's geology, I think. Uh, geologists can, like, go on Google Maps. I think that's what it's called. And he can go on there and he can be like, I bet you there's oil right here. He'll be like, I look at, I can see this section of land and wow. it's, it's inconsistent. And I know that this, you know, elevation wise, blah, blah, blah. I bet you there's oil here. They'll contact that landowner. They'll actually send seismograph down there, seismographing. They'll actually do some testing. And they'll be like, yep, oil's down here. That's um, kind of where the industry has gone to it's pretty crazy it's insane yeah. and that's some stuff that you know i'm loot you know it, it changes day by day um and then you know you extract out of ground you got to do all that refining process then they send it down a pipeline our students you know they repair them pipelines they repair the facilities they build the facilities and then you know they build the facilities that uh you know extract that oil and refine it um not oh. let alone you know then it even goes to uh you know, manufacturing for like medical stuff too, believe it or not. There's a lot of petroleum that goes into like medical um, plants and stuff, uh, pharmaceutical yeah. plants too. Also that has to do with just that pipeline, that natural, natural pipeline oil, what have you that got transported from yeah. I California mean, I, to Washington. <laughs> I think we'd be shocked if we knew how many products had oil in them. I'm thinking even like, like cosmetics, for example, and obviously anything to do with plastic and it's just, it's just like paint, you know, paint's probably full of oil and, and these, um, these products. So, um, about welding and your students, when you guys have a, a, a new student and correct me if I'm wrong, but did you say basically every Monday there's some new student starting people can kind of just walk in like and jump in yeah. at any, on any given Monday. That's really, that's amazing. Are these kids, um, do they have experience welding? Are they kind of starting like after like a high school welding curriculum or are they kind of just totally fresh blank slate so what 99 percent of western welding academy students actually come from all across america um and those students not only they don't really have much welding experience maybe high school um maybe grandpa was teaching them maybe their dad is a welder um we've had a lot of really good ones there and that gives them a leg up most of the time, sometimes, you know, it might give them, you know, they might learn a bad habit that we got to train them out of, but generally our demographic is 17 to 24 year old students wow. that are out of high school, you know, maybe out of college, even, you know, they found their niche in college, but they don't know where to go from there. Yeah. And they're like, I want to do this with our program every week. They start up. Um, if they got, you know, experience, we can, you know, we can, um, evaluate their experience with testing procedures and stuff and get them in different yeah. parts of the program that might better fit them. But yeah, yeah we don't, uh, we don't need, because we're the premier welding school in, um, in America. We don't, uh, just, uh, target people that are, you know, like high end. We have a different, uh, selection process more on the, uh, core values of the human, um, through their application process to where we know they're going to do good, even if they don't even know that they can. Um, uh, um, kind of crazy. Um, you know, you got, you know, a good welder isn't just, you know, um, born. Yeah. They got it. You know, they're going to be taught, they're going to be trained or they're going to be, they're going to learn themselves. And, right. uh, and usually it takes a, a certain person, you know what I mean? Like a, like almost like that pioneer person, um, <laughs> you know, back in the day, you know, the guy that just woke up with the sun every day and then went to sleep with the sun every day. Uh, yeah. Kind of like that so, kind of, and we do that through an application process. Yeah. What's that like? So in, in other words, you don't, just take anybody off the street people have to apply and kind of fight for a, a chair in the in the building but what if someone's listening to this who's kind of intrigued um describe that application process and what you're looking for and what it takes to to you know to make the cut 
yeah, so anyone that is interested in going to Western Welding Academy to be a student, um, the, all they have to do is go to applytoweld.com, actually. we got a link. It takes you there. Applytoweld.com, and it'll take you to an application process. All applications that are submitted to the fullest, if every question is filled out, will all get manually um, received and reviewed by our specialists. So as long, basically anyone that's interested, anyone that's diehard, um, if they fill that application out all the way, someone will go in there and they will analyze these questions. Now, if they say, if I ask you, be like, dude, what, you know, where did you, you know, what, you know, I don't, on the questions there, let's just say one of them was like, uh, where are you from? If you just skipped that question, we're going to be like, probably not our person. You know, if someone yeah. just wants to skip, a, you know, there's some we get, you know, you say NA, if you know, I don't think we ask what ethnicity you are, but you know, if you said, you know, mm -hmm. there's some like, uh, Oh, like, are you from the United States or whatever? If, if no, you know, if you don't answer that, we don't, you know, um, we still look at you on them. But if it's simple questions, they won't uh, exactly get processed through that application. Um, yeah. So their applications have to be filled out all the way to it, apply to weld.com. And uh, beyond that, um, it's just that that I call it grit. Our president, Tyler Sassy, actually started it. And it's just got to be anyone that's like doubting themselves. Um, they just yeah. got to have that grit, you know, like a logger. They got to have yeah. that grit. You know what I mean? If, you know, you're, you're, if you're afraid of it, you know, there's, that's one thing, but if you, you know, if you're just, if you kind of give up, that's different. You know, if, if yeah. that, you know, your, your career might be a little more different, you know, a little more based off, you know, you might want to go into a different career that grit. If anyone ever doubts themselves that I describe that as like uh, that pioneer aspect, you know, waking up with the sun every day, working with their hands, you know, their hands aren't clean. Uh, just mm -hmm. kind of like that, that gritty person. <laughs> how, how long, does it take for someone to let's say start at, at zero and then i'm sure you have lots of uh, you know curriculums and certifications you people can choose but what would be like the average like how long does it take for someone from the time they start till the time they can get hired and start earning a paycheck yeah uh that's why so yeah so our our students at western welding academy uh we actually take 17 and a half year olds believe it or not because our course wow. generally is a six-month course and we did that because uh, some of these kids are just super bright, super intelligent, you know, with the school system these days and homeschooling. Some people can get out of it early and we don't want to hold anyone back, but we have to, you know, set them up for for uh, success. And we do that because 17 and a half and then a six month program is our general program for uh, where we would start a 17 year old or an 18 year old kid would be a six month program. And then after that six months, bam, they're ready to go straight to work after they graduate Western Welding Academy. Wow. So I've heard for years, you know, that, that these welders work on pipelines can make big bucks. But And I've seen, I've met some guys actually in Arizona. I, I bumped into this guy. He had the most hardcore welding rig truck I'd ever seen. I, I was floored. It was, it was a thing of beauty. I'd never seen anything like it. And I, in chatting with him, he's like, oh yeah, I, I, I work on the pipeline. And and so that was to me like some evidence, like, yeah, they must make good money. Also, that's obviously the tool tools of the trade. But um, what what do well, let's say the economy's good or oil's up or there's a lot of pipelines being built. But what does that mean? Like, how much do do guys make? I'm sure there's there's a range and you probably start like with a wage of some sort. But then I'm again, I'm sure there's also guys who are, you know, lone wolves out there just solving problems who taking a little more risk making more money. So what, what's the range you tell potential students that they can make with this? Yeah. So the range is, uh, it's obviously infinite. I know that sounds insane to a lot of people, you know, your career will never stop if you keep chasing it. Right. Um, these guys, I, I can, I can just let the, the proof is in the pudding. So the welders like is the highest paid wage. Go believe it or not, Google is completely, you know, they're talking, you know, they're not recording what real welders are a real welder that, you know, builds stuff. Um, so our students, you know, they range, you know, I would say any student on average right now, we just, we took an average and our students are averaging roughly roughly 30 bucks an hour when they graduate but that being said i have some students uh like uh, one of my good students from california jake ford he uh he graduated i think he graduated in five months actually 18 years old he went to a pharmaceutical plant in uh california uh i think sacramento right in sacramento somewhere and uh they hired him out right out of the gate because of his skill level and his demeanor um his uh that we teach all our students a lot like a job. We have a clock system. They clock in and out and they hired that. They hired Jake Ford in at $38 an hour straight out of here. Um, wow. 
pretty doggone big success story. I also yeah. have one of my very first students that actually graduated. He actually bought my welding truck. Um, he wanted oh. to buy it when he graduated. His name's Sloan Nickline. The dude has one eye. His other <laughs> eye doesn't even work. I might get in trouble from him. Don't worry. You can post it. Him and I are cool. Um, he might, you know, not a lot of people know it, but he can't see out of the other eye. And uh, oh. he graduated. He was just, he actually went to another school, a college-based school, um, and they shut down for COVID. And he's like, man, like, I, I can't, you know, that's not me. I gotta, I gotta go kill it. And so he called us up and he went to our school and, uh, he was obviously a very hungry individual with a lot of grit with one eye. And, uh, he graduated ahead of time, you know, the whole shabam, he went out, he worked the refinery. He called me like a couple weeks after, uh, he, uh, he graduated, he's working in this refinery. He goes, I want to buy your welding truck. You got two of them. You don't need them. And I was like, I ain't, I was like, I'm not selling you my welding truck, dude. He goes, come on, man. Like I know I, all these welders out here making all this money, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm only making, you know, 30 bucks an hour. I want to make a hundred bucks an hour like these guys. And I was like, yeah, I was like, but that's like, it's not fair, man. I'm not going to sell you my old, old, uh, old red, my old junker. I was like, cause that's just my baby. I'm not going to sell it. And, uh, I had a hundred thousand uh, dollar, welding rig, kind of like you probably seen in Arizona. He yeah. actually lives just down by Arizona. Heck, you, it might've been him. You were talking <laughs> yeah. to. Um, and he's like, I want to buy it. And I said, dude, that's a hundred thousand dollar rig. He's like, that's okay. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'll make a deal with you though. I told him, I said, if you want to buy my welding truck, come back to me in a year from your graduation date, get with me. And, and prove to me that this traveling, that pipeline welder, like you're explaining that, uh, you know, going from different jobs, that high risk job yeah. like that is for you. Prove to me that you can do it. And uh, we'll talk in a year. Um, yeah. A year and a week later, he calls me up. He's like, what's the price on that thing? And I told him a price, whatever, you know, $100,000 welding truck. And he's like, all right. And he brought me cash Whoa. a couple weeks later, cash money to wow. me, bought that truck. I'm like, man, I didn't even want to sell it. I thought he was joking. And wow. uh, he holds the record at Western Welding Academy for the highest paycheck in a week. Um, he was yeah. making with that welding rig in California, actually, welding on an oil rig in California. He made $7,800 in one week. Wow. With one eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think of, think what he could do if he had two. Oh, it'd be, be $14,000. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get him like a welding hood with just like one little like screen on the one one side. He doesn't yeah. need to waste the money on a on the second one. Yeah, um, save money. Hey, you don't even need just half a lens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's really cool. What what is it about welding trucks? Uh, I I I would have thought and that welders with that skill almost enjoy making their own. You know, like a like a Jedi building their own lightsaber. Like this now's the time for me to build this out. I'm sure it takes time. It takes money either way. But um, I always assumed that was like. A step in the journey for welders, but I guess not everybody has the time to do that or what? Yeah. So that's a, it's hard to exactly say like a pipeline welder, like you're saying, that would be just like saying just a logger, um, yeah. a logger, probably, you know, a truck driver drives truck just for logging. Maybe, um, pipeline welders, they just weld pipe. Um, I think okay. an all, all around welder, which is what I strive to be in my career. A lot of our students are doing it at Western welding Academy. You know, they can do it all. They can weld pipe, you know, they can do it in just the facilities, you know, like the, yeah. the pharmaceutical plants, welding, TIG welding, stainless, they can go out there and they can repair junky iron. They can go fix a handrail at the hospital. Um, they can also build themselves a welding rig. And that's for me, you know what I mean? That's almost my resume. When I was a rig welder, I still am. I own them. Um, when I, you know, my rigs are almost a reflection of me. Now, some people, yeah. you know, they don't got the time, you know, they're out there, you know, running, you know, doing pipelines. So yeah. they just buy it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the creme de la creme to drive around in a truck that you built, that you're proud of, that reflects you, you know, kind of like yeah. that guy you probably met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. He had like the nicest house in the block. And actually, as I think about him, I, I bought a oven from him on Craigslist is how I met him. I went to his house to pick up his oven. I saw his truck and I was like, what in the world? What do you do? He's like, I will. And it, like I said, it was, this is a nice neighborhood too. And he had the nicest house in the nice neighborhood. And he was just the coolest. And, and that was like, yeah. that was like a lining up a face and a name, the name being, you know, pipeline welder. But I was kind of like, oh yeah, this is this, this career, this trade that I've heard about for a long time. This guy has it figured out and about trucks. You're right. Because welding is one thing, but you know, like tools and building trucks and such, but there's equipment and cranes and heavy, I don't know, like brakes and presses that would allow a person to make an even better truck that 
not every, let's say, graduate of your schools is going to have right off the bat to where like all division of labor type of things, if the, the specialist, the person who is set up, has tooled and has got the jigs and everything to make those, that equipment can probably do it for way less, even yep. if you have the skills, right? And time. We only got a certain yeah. amount of time on this planet. And uh, it's just yeah. like, it's just like remodeling your bathroom. It might be cheaper yeah. for you and me to do it, but is it going to be the best looking bathroom when we're done? And yeah, you know, and it may not even be cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by, by the time you do like 14 trips to Home Depot, you know, to buy one, like whatever washer that you can't get the right size on. Especially um, so, with fuel prices these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so tell me about your career because you were, you, you've done all sorts of welding and now you're teaching. So are you from Gillette? Is this like home for you anyways, or what? What is it that kind of got you into the seat you're in now? Yeah, so uh, we actually uh, started Western Welding Academy. Um, our president started it about three years ago. Um, I came in about two and a half years ago. Um, and uh, it's actually, we're pretty new. Um, but my career, I started out, you know what I mean? I just wanted to weld. I didn't even know, uh, I didn't even know that pipe had a hole in the center of it. I didn't know why there was pipelines, if there was. Um, I yeah. didn't know much about trucks. I was very, very blessed to have some good friends um, in the welding industry, and I just kept knocking down their door when I was young, and I actually got my first welding job at 15 years old. Um, wow. Went to college, you know, and thought that was the right way. You know how they teach us, you know, when we're in grade yeah. school. And, you got to go to college. You got to be someone. And I'm like, yeah, you know, go to get my associate's degree. Well, I uh, um, actually, uh, there, it's a long emotional story. I actually ended up dropping out of college. Uh, we actually, uh, we did amazing. Uh, we actually took the first time we ever went to a, uh, to uh, Skills USA, it's called. We went to nationals. We actually placed second. Me and my uh, welding team, and uh, wow. some stuff had happened. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like college probably isn't for me anymore. I was like, I'm just gonna go get into the, you know, get into my, you know, career. And I, uh, I got my job at a fab shop. So I started out welding vessels, big giant vessels. So when I was telling you that oil comes out of the ground back, you know, when you're pipelining yeah. or getting that oil out, it comes with water, it comes with natural gas, it comes with the stuff. And it's all like a slushy, uh, you know, like a blizzard or a, you know, uh -huh. big old, you know, uh, just kind of gunk. And it uh -huh. comes out of the ground like that. And it goes into a big giant vessel. And I built those vessels. And that vessel, what it does is it heats it up. Because oil actually is way more, lose, it lowers its viscosity level when it's heated right. up. And uh, that viscosity level changes and they separate faster because everything will separate. The universe, everything either is going to separate or come together. Um, uh -huh. So the, that, the oil separates from the, get, from the water and they separate in them vessels. And I built those. Even the natural gas will, you know, just like, a, just like a, you know, your pizza, you know, that, that, the, the, the smell of, you know, that's all different, different gases coming out of just cooked pizza or whatever. Same with that oil. Your natural gas will come off of it too. The heat uh -huh. process, heat speeds it up. And Got we build these vessels, and I was—I started out doing that. I was cutting, cutting big giant vessels for our uh, for our welders. I just all I did was cut all day, uh, building those vessels. Um, after that, they you know they kind of let me start welding, tacking things. I just kind of grew from there. Um, huh. Unfortunately, you know, um, my college—I—they I, didn't even you know offer a pipe program, and I was like, I want to do pipe. No one knew about it, and I knew about the shop. And so they started, and then they're like, okay, we'll teach you how to start welding pipe. We'll let you weld on these giant pieces of pipe, these vessels. Um, and I got started getting certified. And uh, I, like I said, I was super lucky. I actually, the owner of that company, Greg Doherty, here in Gillette, Wyoming, he actually owned, uh, he owns one of the, some, the biggest uh, uh, oil field company in town, and he had welding trucks. And I'm like, dude, that's my kind of people right there. <laughs> I yeah. see, you know, a truck. I like trucks. I'm a redneck. I'm like, it's got mud tires. I like mud tires. I'm a redneck. Oh, and I can go make money. I was like, I want to do that. Done. And, yeah. But I'm like, done. Sign me up. And so, uh, he, you know, he started sending me out and, uh, I either, I was lucky or I know I wasn't naturally talented because I wasn't a good welder, but, uh, I had ambition. I had grit. And uh, he started, you know, sending me to bigger jobs. I started at 19 years old. I was running million dollar jobs for him. Um, I had, you know, 10 welders and other contractors underneath me. Um, and that, that rig really got me there, that welding, just chasing yeah. that. And after that, I went out and started my own business, uh, my own contract business. I worked for that guy for seven years. Um, and I just kind of started doing that. And uh, just always thinking about back in college when I didn't uh, when I uh, didn't get that opportunity because of the environment that I was in. You know, they didn't right. know about it. 
Um, and I'm like, yeah. man, it'd be, you know, I, you know, I, and so I started helping my helpers, everyone, you know, I got a helper in my truck with me all the time. Um, I broke them. I broke out a lot of good helpers. It's called breaking them out. So you'll break uh -huh. a helper out, you know, you'll be like, you can do it. You can do it. You'll train them how to weld. And then you'll go, all right, go take this test and you'll go help them on their test. And I broke, uh -huh. you know, I can't even count the amount of welders out. And a lot of them are welding to, to this day. And it was just fulfilling to me to be able to, uh, help these people out because I didn't get it. I had to learn about, I had to learn it hard, the hard way on the job. Yeah. And, uh, so when Tyler Sassy started Western Welding Academy, uh, he's like, Hey dude, he's like, come on down here. And he's, you know, talks to me and he's like, dude, I want you to come, you know, come in on this thing with me, help me out. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not a teacher. I don't think. And then, you know, start thinking about it. And I'm like, man, I really do want to help these people out. I, I never got it. And, uh, so I was thinking about it more and more. And, uh, we just partnered up after that, about six months after that, it took me a while. I, you know, I was doing, I was working at a gas plant, actually making the propane. I was welding up the pipelines for the, uh, propane manufacturing facility, that plant, um, for propane for your barbecue. And it took me a while. Cause I had company men, like some high end, uh, clients that I had to, uh, you know, fulfill the, you know, what I, uh, committed to. And, uh, I started out and, uh, he hired me on as a welding instructor. Um, let me, he, uh, we got in some equity of the company. I was a, a co-founder of Western Welding Academy at that point. And, wow. uh, <laughs> we just growed from there. Uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, actually down downstairs right now doing some, uh, real high end data stuff. He's a nerd, believe it or not. And I'm a redneck and, uh, <laughs> he's, he's actually a welder too. He was a 798 pipeline welder. Um, and uh, I think, and we got other good people too here. We started out, you know, Nathan Ponder, one of our, our operations manager, he was a pipe welder or is a pipe welder. He did like real high end stainless steel welding. Um, James Packer, just absolutely stud, uh, just done everything you can imagine. Uh, really good instructors, really good instructors, really good core values around here. Basically, you can't be an instructor at Western Welding Academy unless you live, breathe, sleep and eat welding, you know? Right. I assume that you didn't do a ton of social media and like content creation before you were involved with Western Western welding, but you said you weren't a maybe natural welder. You had to do it the hard way, but I kind of get the impression that you are a little bit of a natural, uh, in making content and putting yourself out there in video. Has that come easy or is that just, it always looks easy from the outside or how, how, how has that gone for you? Cause I'm, I'm quite impressed that the content you guys make is really fun. It's exciting. It makes me want to sign up for welding school, and uh, and I'm I'm almost forty. So, but anyways, how how's that? What's that been like putting videos out? Yeah. So starting out, actually, believe it or not, um, a lot of people uh, look at the negative effects of COVID. Right? Um, COVID hit us really hard right at the beginning of our business. Um, you know, COVID. You know, our government actually shut us down. They said, "Hey, we can't have large gatherings of people," and we're like, "Uh, that's our business." Um, yeah. So we started out, and we're like, "Well." We got all these students and they're just waiting around for school to open back up because we closed down for two months because of it. And we're Jeez. like, we got to do something, you know, and we're gritty. We're like, we're going to make it happen no matter what. You know, no one will ever say we didn't try. And uh, we freaking we started doing YouTube for the students. We started doing how to's and it I, absolutely I am a way better welder than I ever was a content creator starting out. Um my, uh, my, if you look at some of my videos, they were terrible in the beginning, but we had to do it, um, to help the students out. And we noticed that some people, you know, if they see it more than once, um, on YouTube, um, what happens is they actually learn faster, um, because they're seeing it in a different aspect, you know, almost like that classroom perspective. So we mm -hmm. kept doing that. And then what we noticed is we got a lot of traction on, uh, social media channels. It really kind of, uh, increased our authenticity of Western Welding Academy. And we had all these great people around us, Tyler Sassy, Nathan Ponder, uh, Chase Smith, uh, you know, our, all our lead instructors, all our, you know, even our machinists that machine our pipe for us, we're like, we need to capture this because the people love it. And I think it just, uh, I think something about, uh, I guess it just, I naturally fell into that place. I guess <laughs> everyone likes the beard, I guess is what actually <laughs> what happened that, you know, it almost gets, you're like, whatever. And then finally you're like, no, people like your beard, Danny, like they want to see more of you. And it just, you know, the better, you, the more you do something, the better you get, get at it. Um, yeah. Hey, um, speaking of beards, not to derail this, but it really is not only a thing of beauty, but quite impressive. Cause, and I say that because every time I grow a beard out, I get to about three quarters of an inch and I'm just like tapping out as if I just, I don't know why I just like, there's like, it takes a serious amount of like, 
I don't know about stamina or what you'd say, but it's a, it's a real achievement to like grow a long beard. So I don't know how, how you guys do it, but you got my salute. I've, I've tried and I've failed a dedication. lot of times. Yeah. Dedication. That's what I always tell people, you know, if a woman's looking for dedication, bless their heart, I got a fiance, <laughs> but I mean, there ain't no more dedication than letting this thing blow in the wind and tickle you. And my, I have a newborn baby. She grabs onto it and yanks it. That's dedication right there, you know. <laughs> that that is a really good point. That's like you, it's the the um the classical wisdom is that women wouldn't be attracted to a big beard for this or that reason, but what you're saying is no 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 no. That tells you that's a that's a symbol. That that shows the dedication of the man. There's something to that. I like it. <laughs> Could be something psychological there. I don't know. <laughs> hey, here's my last question, and I kind of know the answer, but I feel like I have to ask it, and that is I know a couple kids. They're like 20, 22 years old, total knuckleheads, you know, like just up to no good, but they are the best and most capable kids. If they just could like get engaged and get like some traction. Now, obviously if I had a magic wand and I could like force them, I'd pick them up and drop them right in your school and handcuff them to the workbench, you know, but that doesn't work. But I know there are parents and a lot of people who wish they could. So my question is, is it only like the super motivated go-getters who excel or do you ever have kids whose parents kind of twist their arm who, how long does it take a kid like that to sort of feel like he's happy to be there and not just, you know, like got a gun to his head the way some kids might. Yeah. So that actually, you know, it's not a whole, it's not a lot of a, a huge percentage of our students that uh, don't, uh, you know, they're not really, their heart isn't in it. Usually, uh, you know, with that inspiration, that's another thing with our social media platforms is the, we do inspire people to get them there, you know what I mean? And then they're like, then they're just fired up on it. Um, but yeah. sometimes, you know, you get the one, you know, it's hard, you know, going to, you know, our school is just like a job. You clock in, that's how you get paid at a job is you clock in and you, you know, you you know, sell your time to your employer. Well, to get a grade at Western Welding Academy, you got to clock in just like you would on a job. We have different phases and hours. It's pretty amazing. And uh, it's hard. Some of them kids get, uh, you know, they get down, you know what I mean? Some of it, they're like, you know, they got to wake up early. We have, you know, we run 24 hours a day. We have three shifts. So we have a 6 a.m. shift, a 2 p.m. shift, and a 10 p.m. graveyard shift. And so wow. like, it's hard, you know, they're not used to that eight hours a day, but, uh, I mean, sometimes there is no better way to, uh, you know, be prepared or to get to a point in life than just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for just to get thrown in it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to, just, uh, you know, the fire on the throwing gas or throwing it right into the frying pan, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, but along the way, the coolest thing we found is our students, uh, we're like the only school that does this to where we start students. So we might have a student starting this week, but we've had a student that's been here for two months already. And he's yeah. been through that struggle. He's gone through that, you know, like, oh man, I have to get up at 6 a.m. And he comes over here and that kid, you know, and they see it and they're great kids. And they'll go in there and be like, dude, I totally got your back, dude. I've been there. I know what to do. Oh, you're struggling with this. I got you. Hey, let's go, you know, let's go cook burgers this weekend, you know, and they, they yeah. do this like self-networking. And uh, because that guy has low confidence, this guy's gained his confidence because the last ecosystem, the students that were in there. Um, so wow. yeah, it's kind of hard to get them motivated, but it's almost like a natural motivator. And then welding is just in general, I don't know what it is. Um, it's just, uh, even if you fail, uh, I failed tests. Like it doesn't, you know, sometimes you'll fail at something in life and you'll be like, I'm done completely <laughs> welding. It's like, uh, I, you know, it's like something that just keeps dragging you in. Uh, yeah. I think it's, you know, almost like art, you know, that welding feels like art and, you know, you can do it different ways. And you can get yeah. the same, you know, uh, an outcome that's still quality, still up to standard procedure for the industry. So, and that's, yeah, that's I think it's a natural way that we've created at Western to keep them, keep them motivated, you know? Oh man, I, I absolutely love everything about this school. And the more I hear about it, the more I'm just cheering you guys on. I, I don't want you to get too big because I, I'm sure the, the small or the feeling right now is probably really special. And if you guys instantly were 10 times bigger, I'm sure it may change to some extent, but what a, what an amazing opportunity for, uh, for people, like you said, if they haven't, they have a feeling college may not be for them, but they still want to make a, a good living and have a career that, you know, opens doors. More what money than a lawyer even sometimes. Yeah. More. Yeah. And especially when you factor in the time value of money, in other words, like a lawyer has got, four years of undergraduate, then law school, they're not even getting a paycheck for till like seven or eight years from now. So 
you know what, you know how much money you can make in seven or eight years? Oh, shoot. If, if you put it to work and, you know, uh, kind of, you don't have to even think about investing it. Just, just the momentum of your career. It's a head start. That's what it is. It's like a, it's like hitting a career, um, with a, with hitting a head start out of a career. Yeah. Sloan um, Nikolai, my student, the one that has the high, he's going to make a million dollars by the time one of his friends from high school graduates and on their doctorate or what have you, you yeah. know? And they'll be, and they'll probably be a million dollars in the hole. So he's actually two million dollars ahead of him. Yep. <laughs> hey, um, okay, a couple of welding questions for you, and then I'll let you go. And the first, um, just so I don't forget, will you explain to me? You guys have those welding hoods that are flat like a pancake. I never seen that before. What is? What are those? Is that just? Is that something to do with pipe welding? Or will you explain that for me? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this is pipe welding. Um, our regular hoods. Um, so this is a pancake right here. So, uh, yes, yeah, it. so this is more made for pipeline. Um, no, okay. I take that back. It's more what made for welding outside. This is my, uh, flavor of welding hood. This was I, what I love because I've was blessed to get into that welding rig at such a young age. Um, so this is a pancake. Um, they've been around longer than any other welding hood. Um, the thing about this is there's an auto darkening lens in here. If you actually look into it, you, it, uh, the sun will actually sh turn it on. It'll darken just like them fancy glasses you can buy. Um, but the way this works is these pancakes um, work to where this is a right-handed pancake because I'll put it on like this and I'll weld like that. So the sparks are always going to hit me here. They're never going to usually come back up and hit me down this way. So this is a right-handed pancake with a shield on the left. That's your shield. And then this is your box. Some of them are made of wood. And then some of them are made of uh, this nice, cool goggle material. This goggle material from Outlaw Leather, actually, this pancake is, um, it, what it does is it perfectly seals around your face. So it's really, really safe. It's, it's quite frankly, the most safest welding hood out there, believe it or not, even though it's not uh, commonly used because it uh -huh. goggles to your face, just like a ski goggles, just like ski goggles. And then wow. the best part about it is uh, when you're welding outside, you might, you know, someone might, you know, have parked their truck next to you, a white truck, and that glare will come in on your hood. Um, you might not notice it as much, you know, like, you know, in your car, you got a dirty windshield and then, you know, like sun shines on it the other way. You can't hardly mm -hmm. see. Well, you got yeah. like four different pieces of glass in this lens. It gets absolutely terrible if you get that glare from that sunlight. And so that's wow. a, it's a simple um, little headband here, and it sucks it on there, and it it freaking literally makes it um, the best uh, you know visual experience you can have. So yeah, okay, that answers that. It looks like almost <laughs> rudimentary and like so simple, like it's a joke. But I guess I've never seen the back of them. I didn't realize it had the the that whole baffle to hold it to your face. So that answers that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what about like in China? I've, I, I watch videos on YouTube of welders who will be holding a, a hood, you know, and then they just set it down. Is that simply like the cheapest way to get the job done or is that used in factories or what, what's that type of hood all about? That's just, yeah, that's one of the cheaper hoods. I've never seen that in an industry. Usually that's okay. like your beginner intermediate, um, I think it's more of a marketing tool. I think uh, oh. China can buy a, you know, they can build a weld weld machine. They build it for ten dollars and they sell it to Americans for a hundred. They can sell you a welding hood that they made for a dollar. They can send yeah. sell all that package with a little bit of welding rod, and they can sell that for, you know, which is cool for high school students or people that are, you know, maybe less fortunate. They can sell you this package for one hundred and fifty bucks. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, you can, you know, it's like that economy level starter just, just out. Just a budget, budget way to go. Um, here's a question, and you can give me the generic answer because I'm sure you, this is probably something you talk about to everybody on their first Monday when they start. And when I weld, I honestly don't feel like I can really see the puddle all that well. I think I can, but I kind of don't know for sure. And with YouTube, it's, as you know, it's really hard to film and, and, and get a good video shot in a way that makes sense. So what do you tell people like me who are fairly new, who are not sure even if they are working in the puddle? My dad will tell me things like, oh, yeah, you got to push the puddle, and then you push the slag out of it and these things. And I'm kind of like, where's the puddle? <laughs> yeah. So actually, everyone on their first day, what I tell them, I tell them in all the videos, um, say your ABCs. Always be comfortable. If you're uh -huh. always comfortable, your outcome will always be better. That's what a lot of people struggle, actually. Um, if you can't see, 
that's uh, part of that is because you uh, you're uncomfortable because you're not positioned correctly. Um, it sounds uh. kind of crazy, but if you consistently tell yourself that, you'll consistently have better outcomes. And then what you're saying is you you can't see uh, either that um, you're it's either you haven't looked at that puddle enough to understand exactly how that goes. Just like driving, you know what I mean. When you first uh -huh. started driving, or when I started driving, you know when you seen a stoplight, you freaking looked at the foot pedal and slammed on it. Nowadays, we yeah. don't even pay attention. It's that yeah. repetitiveness. Also, you know, it is, you know, part of that, uh, um, the quality of the product, you know, like that awesome pancake, the, the special lens we put in at that auto dark for you, you know, the clarity of that lens, the safety glasses you wear underneath it, the quality of all this stuff, the quality of your mm. product, stuff like that, that'll help you get there faster. And then repetition along with really yeah. good instructors, you know, but I could say, I bet you a lot of that is, uh, you're still seeing probably, um, and if you can't see, I would just get a pancake <laughs> for yeah. a lot of them guys out there because a lot of that is if you're in a, you know, that dark, if you, you know, if you look at glare on a window, if you can take yeah. the glare away, you can see better. Well, I actually, when you said that about the pancake, it like the light bulb went off because the last time I was welding, I was experiencing a lot of that glare on the inside of my hood. And I was, but I kind of just assumed that once I hit the spark, it would, wouldn't matter anyways, but it, it really was a challenge the whole time. So I, when you said that, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I should have taken the time to correct my position or shut the door or whatever it was that was causing that glare. And maybe that would have helped, huh? Yeah, the pancake, so you'll have no glare, so that's the best way to do it. Um, and then yeah. they have uh, special hoods from, like, Outlaw Leather that we rep. Um, they have leather that actually kind of flops over by your head real tight, so then you don't get that that very much glare. Um, yeah. And then the last thing you can do to any of them guys out there, I've seen it, just because your lens is clean doesn't mean that you can see through it. You know what I mean? Um, after a pair of, you know, like your sunglasses, they get scratched up so much you can't see through it. Well, it's yeah. kind of hard to understand when you're looking through a dark lens, you know what I mean? But them lenses need maintained and cleaned out every, you know, every so often with regular hoods, even more often because of that, that sun at ratio, you know, going in there yeah. or backlight, you know? Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, my last question, is there some aspect of welding that you are interested in learning next yourself or what's aside from teaching, which I'm sure you're learning a lot about these days and social media, but in terms of welding, are there types of welding that you yourself are kind of like, Oh, I, I need to see that up closer or what, what's like the next step in your personal welding evolution? Yeah, my personal welding evolution, that's a hard one, man. I uh, i live the dream, I guess you would say, per se, <laughs> in welding, really. Um, just uh, all around keeping my uh, skill level high. I've yeah. been pretty impressed with uh, my skill level, like, you know, jumping from being, you know, the uh, vice president of the company to a content creator to all this stuff and still being a quality welder to go in there and, you know, teach people how to do back feeds, you know, the specialty TIGs, stuff like that. Um, yeah. oh, man, that's a hard one that, um, my, I, you know, I guess just keep on, uh, you know, I guess my biggest thing that I want to do actually on a personal level, I guess now that you asked me, that's a good one is, uh, I want to start doing a little more of the custom things I've built welding beds and I'm really good at it. And, uh, one of the things I want to start doing is I want to start doing a little more of the custom stuff to get people a little more inspired, you know, with, yeah, that. that's, that's awesome. Well, I shouldn't have, I didn't. Hope it didn't sound like I was putting down the teaching because teaching and combined with making content and the fact that it's about welding, that is like a, um, it is not only is it a part of welding, but it's like, even like I said, I've done a lot of filming of welding. I don't, I don't really still know the best way to do it, but I mark my words in five years, you will probably be one of the best welding filming content, you know, minds because you will have done it a lot. So I think it counts, you know, learning how to teach, learning how to motivate young welders and and even the aspects of um helping your students get jobs you know it, it's working in the industry you know helping make these connections and stuff so all of that counts but also i'd love to see your next truck bed that you make and and uh, whatever the you know the weekend project that you take on also yeah yeah thank <laughs> all you all right yeah. well hey this is amazing i really am just so thrilled with um, your guys' school we'll link to it of course as well as your youtube channel you're also on instagram and tiktok is there anywhere else where you guys are putting content out yeah, so we're putting content on YouTube. Uh, we're doing shorts and regular YouTube, uh, you know, how-tos, stuff like that. We're on there on Instagram. We're on Instagram Reels. We're on TikTok. Um, we're on Snapchat. 
Uh, we don't want to give out all our secrets. We're pretty much on all of them. Uh, we actually are on Pinterest, all that, you know, all them channels yeah. like that. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, believe it or not, is going to make a comeback. We, we see in the future, nice. believe it or not. Um, we'll make sure to follow, uh, Western Welding Academy, make sure to follow your, uh, do you guys just do YouTube? We'll probably I'll follow you. Um, if not, uh, you got some Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we are on Instagram. I, I found like for me personally, YouTube is the platform that I, use myself the most so i understand it the most every time i actually did start a tiktok and i put a couple of them up but i i so quickly started like watching other people's tiktoks and it like sucked me in that every time i opened the app i'd be there for like half hour and then i'd, I'd go in like a trance and then i'd come out and be like oh my gosh what am i doing and it, it actually just scared me so i just deleted it and i'm like i i don't it's not worth it i can't go there and instagram um we're trying to do a better job on it i think instagram I really like the audience and the type of people who are using Instagram, maybe the most. They're just really, mm -hmm. I, I feel like those are um, great. It's a great crowd on Instagram. YouTube, of course, is amazing also, but there's also some knuckleheads on YouTube. Oh, gosh. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, my happy place is Instagram out of any of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You well, you're doing a, a, you're doing a great job. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love your content. You're you got a great uh, just you guys have a great thing going. So we'll be cheering you on. We'll link to all of these platforms uh, in the description. This will go on our second channel. So um, there will be this will be on YouTube in one manner, although most people are downloading it and listening to it while they drive or mow the yard or probably yeah. someone out there might even be welding and they're kind of they're pretty <laughs> bored by now because <laughs> this is just a, another day in the life for them. But I've said before, almost everybody I know wants to weld they like they they all like deep down like oh i want to weld myself included and so you guys are uh, doing a valuable service by m making that more accessible a lot of the stuff you're putting out is high quality and it's available for the public so you can i'm sure you know you pay tuition but uh, i've seen videos from your school on youtube myself that i'm like wow i feel like i should write them a tuition check after watching that video it's really valuable Heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right all right danny well hey thanks have a great day and keep up the good work and we'll do this again one of these days yes sir i appreciate it